Welcome to the It Gets Easier podcast. My name's Heather, and I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor that also has anxiety and panic attacks. I'm super passionate about helping people work through the struggles that come with having mental illness. In this podcast, I'll be talking about some of my own experiences with mental health, as well as some tools, tips, and tricks that I've learned to help not only myself, but some of the clients I've worked with. So if you're ready for some real talk about mental health that's going to help you feel a little less alone in this crazy world, then let's get to it. Hello, welcome back. This is episode two of the It Gets Easier podcast. This has been such a wild ride so far, even though I have one episode and a trailer out, but I am so excited that you're here because this episode is going to be a really interesting one compared to the last one. In this episode, we're going to be doing a little more educational vibey side, but also giving some personal stories in the back as well. So what I wanted to talk about today was anxiety and panic attacks. More specifically, kind of what's the difference between the two? What makes them so different? I want to talk about this because I feel like I hear these two things used so interchangeably all the time. I hear people say, well, I have an anxiety attack, but it's really a panic attack and things like that. So that's kind of why I want to talk about it. And I also want to talk about it because... It was something that I kind of didn't realize were two different things for the longest time. I'd always heard anxiety attack and panic attack. And when I heard those words, I always thought they were the same thing. I'm like, it's an anxiety attack, panic attack, same thing, whatever. But they're really not the same thing. The thing that made me kind of change my mind on that was when I started talking to my therapist the first time. And I guess just, and this may blow some minds, but yes, therapists actually do see their own therapists we don't just know everything and keep everything all bought like we don't know the answers to everything that's why we also go see our own therapists but anyway that's a whole other topic for another day but yes they are two different things and I didn't realize it until I had this conversation with my therapist and was we were talking about it and talking about the different symptoms that like an anxiety attack and panic attack, panic attack can have and then we go light bulb like I think I'm having panic attacks that like kind of turn into anxiety attacks, but we'll get into that. So first, before we get into talking about the differences, I want to talk about the similarities first. But like with both anxiety and panic attacks, you can experience a lot of the same symptoms like chest pain, trouble breathing, throat tightness, sweating, maybe feeling hot, chills, Hot flashes, numbness or tingling, nausea, headaches, heart palpitations, accelerated heart rate, dizziness, and even some lightheadedness. With saying those, I have experienced a majority of those symptoms, and honestly, they can feel really scary, especially the first time you feel them. And like I said, in the last episode, if you remember, I talked about the first time I had a gallbladder attack. It was very scary, and honestly... I feel like I remember feeling some of these symptoms, which later this was the conversation I had with my therapist because she made me realize, like, I don't know if it was necessarily all ga- a gallbladder attack. I think you were also having a panic attack, which I, looking back, I really think I was. That was the trigger for me was this trigger was, oh my gosh, there's this pain going on. What is it? So... Before let, moving on, we're going to talk about kind of what makes a panic attack a panic attack. Panic attacks are different from anxiety attacks in that panic attacks will sometimes have a trigger. They may have something that brings it on, but a lot. But unlike anxiety attacks, panic attacks can just come out of nowhere, out of the blue. There's no rhyme or reason for it. They just kind of come out of nowhere. 
And that's what can make them really scary is the fact that they can't just come out of nowhere and just be like, whoa, what is going on? And what also makes them so scary is because, like I said, they can come from go to like zero to 100, which means they can go from like feeling fine to being like very intense, scary, like severe symptoms very, very quickly. And it's it's a lot to handle, especially if you've never felt them before. The only good thing about them, even not the having severe symptoms of any type is good, but the only kind of, I guess, bright side of it is the fact that usually when you have these symptoms, the severe symptoms, they don't last very long. They typically may go up to like maybe 15 minutes to a half hour. But the only reason that people can sometimes think that their panic attacks are lasting longer than they are is they may be having multiple panic attacks. And a lot of times what I've noticed is when you're, especially in my case, I feel like I'll have a panic attack and then the panic attack will eventually turn into an anxiety attack, which the anxiety attack part can kind of look like. You like for me in my case, I would literally just worry about like, oh my god, I'm gonna have another panic attack. <laughs> like, what is happening? I don't feel good. What's going on? And that's another thing I think people often forget about and or don't realize if you've never had mental health symptoms before is that anxiety and panic attacks can be very physically taxing on your body. I remember so many times like I will have a panic attack and it'll lead to the point where I literally just want to lay down and do nothing because I feel just so physically drained and tired. Like it literally the way I describe it to clients is a normal person will have like their regular gas tank that like empties out like it's being used like it does with the car your car the more you use it the more gas the gas gets used and eventually you're on empty while a person that has anxiety their gas tank isn't like a typical gas tank it has like a little hole in it that's letting the gas out quicker than a normal gas tank would which is why when you're feeling these symptoms you're feeling these things your gas tank typically goes to empty a lot quicker which means you're tired very quickly you're really just exhausted and you like can't get throughout the day without being like i need a nap i need to sleep i need to do something to rest my body and that's why because Essentially, it's like your gas tank, your body has a little hole in it that's letting all your energy out. And now that you have that visual, I want to talk about what makes anxiety attacks a little different from panic attacks. Uh, Like we said, panic attacks and anxiety attacks can both be brought on by something stressful or some type of perceived threat. But unlike panic attacks, there's always something that's causing them. They're not just for no reason. They don't just come out of nowhere. Now, unlike panic attacks where they're intense all the time and come out of nowhere, anxiety attacks can have a range of intensity. They can be very mild to really severe knocking you off your pants. Like, it really just depends on what is causing you anxiety and how big this fear or or threat is perceived to be. Now, I did kind of go into this a little bit before talking about how typically my attacks in general will generally start out as a panic attack. They come out very severe, very intense, very quickly, and a lot of times seem to come out of nowhere. But the panic attacks will then eventually lead into an anxiety attack where I'm constantly thinking about when is this next panic attack going to come? I'm like, because... 
These feelings for me are so intense and so physical. That is one thing I want to emphasize is when I have my panic attacks, they're very physically taxing. They're very physical symptoms. Like we were talking about the symptoms before. A lot of the ones I typically have are more... um, Like, I get the tinglings in my hand. I get very hot. My ears turn red. I tend to get really nauseous. And what I've found that's really helpful for me is something that one of my um, my psychiatrists or, like, nurse practitioner that I go to for my meds gives me is she told me to lay down, elevate your feet up, and wrap, like, an, a cold compress around your neck. It helps to calm yourself down. It, like, cools your body down and helps to, like, regulate everything going on. Something else that I typically do when I'm feeling anxious because I'm feeling so tired is I will lay down and listen to a meditation. I'm not someone that typically likes to nap. I don't know why. I'm just not like I will try to nap and just won't be able to sleep. So I'll typically what I do is I will lay there and listen to any type of meditation. Typically I'll use the Calm app, but I also have like some other meditation apps that I will use. And I do have one person that was suggested to me that does like meditations and affirmations. And this person's name is Bell Ruth Napperstack. I can put a link to her in the bio. So if you want to find out more about her but one thing I like about listening to the affirmations is that they aren't something you have to fully like with a meditation where you have to sit there and like fully pre attention fully listen whereas like the affirmations is kind of something you can listen to if you want to or something that you can kind of just like play in the background while you're laying because what it does is listening to it helps you to like readjust your subconscious thoughts and by doing that it helps you to like when you're having these thoughts to kind of readjust your mind to make it think more positively and for me that's really helpful because I do tend to when I'm anxious or panicky to think of those negative thoughts or think of the negative things, think of the things that make me anxious. So by listening to that, like I said, it helps to readjust my mind to go to the more positive thoughts and thinking more optimistically. What I also like to do when I'm laying down is I like to do something called progressive muscle relaxation, which if you haven't heard of it before, it's typically something where you're laying down and you progressively like tense and relax your muscles. Like you may start up with your head, down at your feet, wherever you want to. And like what you may do first is you'll start at your face and maybe what you do is you squeeze your face and tense it up for like maybe five to ten seconds and then you release and like it like it what it does is it helps to like slowly calm your body and to relax your body so what I will typically do like I said you can go head to toe toe to body but like if it could be helpful what I might go to now is you well you can find scripts and stuff online something that may be helpful if you want I can do one here on the podcast and kind of read one through so I may do that would anyone be interested in that i can post it like i can post it in here and then if it's really really wanted i can also make it a separate one make it its own thing so i think i may do that now just to kind of like so you can get a feel of what it's like all right so i found a script off of baylor.edu i will post a link to it in my bio so if you want to see it for yourself but we're gonna get started this will probably hope i'm pregnant i may just kind of like breeze through a little bit of it but if people are really interested i can do a full one so we'll just kind of like do like a little teasy one of them makes sense all right so what i want you to do is find yourself a quiet place to relax turn off your phone and dim the lights this is your time a time to complete and utter relaxation for this relaxation you can either sit down lie down whatever you feel most comfortable doing 
what I want you to do first while you're laying down doing whatever you're doing, I want you to become aware of your breathing. Notice how your abdomen rises and falls with each breath. Now, take a long, slow, deep breath in through your nose, all the way down into your stomach. Hold the breath for just a moment and then exhale through your mouth. Allow your breath to carry away all the stress and tension as the air floods out of your lungs. Take another slow, deep breath in through your nose. Fill your lungs completely. Hold it for a moment and then release the breath through your nose, emptying your lungs completely. Now, typically, we do a third breath here, but we're going to move on to the actual progressive muscle relaxation. So during this relaxation, like I talked about before, I'm going to have you tense some various muscles throughout your body. Please do this without straining. I will not emphasize this enough. If you are tensing your muscles and it is starting to hurt, you are not doing it correctly. You're supposed to tense your body to the point where you're feeling tense, but not to the point that it hurts. All right. So what I want you to do, I want you to, we're going to start by bringing awareness to your feet and your toes. I want you to breathe in deeply through your nose. And as you do, I want you to gradually curl your toes down and tense the muscles and the soles of your feet. Hold your feet for just a few seconds and then release the muscles in your feet as you breathe out. Feel the tension in your feet washing away as you exhale. Notice how different your feet feel when tensed and when they are relaxed. Now I want you to do this again. Take another deep breath in, tensing the muscles in the soles of your feet, and hold this position for a few seconds. Now release. Feel your feet relaxing more and more deeply with each breath. Your whole body is becoming heavier, softer, and more relaxed as each moment passes. Then you can do this with your lower legs, your calf muscles, all the way up to your thighs, then to your, your chest muscles, to your stomach, all those different things. Like I said, we're just going to kind of do like a brief little teaser. But like I said, if you do want to hear more about that, if you want to go into more, please let me know and I will happily do like a whole set thing as its own individual episode. But yes. Like a, a lot of times I recommend this to people to do for the first time at least when you're getting ready for bed because it's a great way to calm your body down and to relax your body and prepare your body for sleep. There are also, like I said, there are like I can do one, but there are also, if you look up on YouTube, different places, there are other guided ones that do that as well. Now, the progressive muscle relaxation is very helpful for me, and I want people to under also know that it is helpful for me, but it was started to become more helpful for me because I practiced doing it lots and lots of times, and it doesn't always work the first time, just like many other things and coping skills and different things. They may not work the first time, especially learning deep breathing and those different types. You have to kind of teach your body to learn how to use them. And a lot of times I tell people, when you're first learning to use these different tools and ticks and tricks, don't use them only when you're anxious. Practice using them when you're not anxious. Because a lot of times what happens is when you're anxious, your body is in like a fight or flight mode. And it's not worried about trying to remember how to do things. It's worried about like surviving, 
So by trying to teach yourself something or trying to learn how to do something for the first time when you're in fight or flight mode, it's just, it's not a good fix. It's not going to work very well. So that's why I tell people practice using it when you're not anxious because it's going to become so much that you're practicing it that when you do actually need to use it, it's going to be like a second nature and they're like, oh, I already know how to do this. It's going to be a lot easier to use and it's going to be a lot more beneficial for you to use. There are lots of other tips and tricks that I can teach you and talk about, but like I said, I don't want that. This isn't meant to be the main focus of this episode. The main focus of this episode is talking about the differences between anxiety and panic attacks. Now, the main reason I talk about why you should know the difference is because, at least for me, it was really helpful to know the difference because I have a lot of anxiety and struggles with the unknown. And by, for me, knowing what's going on, knowing what my issue is, it allows me to reduce my symptoms. Like, by knowing what's going on, I'm able to identify that I'm having a panic attack or I have an anxiety attack. And it helps me to reduce the symptoms and it allows me to kind of like click into that mindset of like, oh... I'm not feeling, I'm having an anxiety attack right now. I need to go lay down and listen to a meditation. Or I'm having anxiety before I go to bed. I need to lay down and do some progressive muscle relaxation. It gives me the time, it gives me like that light bulb to go off my brain to be like, oh yeah, this is what's going on. Because a lot of times, like I said, the first time you're having some of these symptoms, you don't know what it is and it's scary and your mind goes into like the... What am I trying to say? It goes into like this mode of like, oh my God, what's going wrong with me? And then you tend to deep go tumble down the wormhole of thinking of all the most horrible things that are ever happening to you. I know I've heard from so many people in my family the first time they had panic attacks. They were so scary. They thought they were having a heart attack. And then like my grandma at one point did say she went to the emergency room because she thought she was having a heart attack and they checked her over and they pretty much told her there's nothing wrong with you. You're just having a panic attack. Like that is to the extent of what panic attacks can feel like. They feel so intense that they can feel like you're having a heart attack. And that's really, really scary. And that's why it's important what is wrong with you, because then you can identify it. You can identify the symptoms. And once you're able to start identifying the symptoms, identifying your triggers, knowing what's happening, what's causing it, you're able to plan for what happens if these symptoms start to come on. This, Like, if this symptom starts to come on, I can do this. Having a plan for mental health and for your mental health symptoms is so, so, so important. And that's something I can talk about in another episode. But like I said, panic attacks and anxiety attacks can feel very scary and overwhelming to anyone that's ever experienced one. But it's also important to know that you don't have to go through it alone. Reach out for help. Talk to a professional. Talk to a supportive person in your life. You are not alone going through this no matter how alone you may feel. I can't tell you how many times when I'd have, when I was first having these like first off I didn't want to talk to anyone about it I was embarrassed I was like people are gonna think I'm absolutely bonkers crazy whereas like I remember finally once I became more comfortable with it this was years later talking to someone at work about it and they were like yeah like I've kind of felt that way too and it was just like it was eye-opening to me because it's like you don't you always feel so alone and you're like nobody else can ever imagine what I'm feeling and that's never the case what I think happens is people are so trained nowadays it almost seems like to think that mental health is a weakness it's something to be embarrassed by it's something that you shouldn't talk about when the reality is 
So many more people are suffering from mental health symptoms than we know. And a lot of times it's because they don't want to talk about it. They know the negative stigma that comes with it and they don't want to talk about it. They'd rather just keep it to themselves or they have family telling them it's embarrassing. You shouldn't talk about it. Nobody needs to know your problems, this and that and everything else. The reality is mental health is not something to be embarrassed by. It's not something you should feel like you should have to hide from the world. If anything, I wish that mental health was something that people were more comfortable talking about sharing with people and not something that people looked at others as a weakness or something that they're using it as that because that's one thing I hear too is people are using their mental health as an excuse not to do this or an excuse not to do that when the reality is sometimes people's mental health is so bad it's making them physically sick and it's not something that people should hold against them if they're not really willing to do something because a lot of times it's not that they don't want to do something or they don't want to do this or that a lot of times it's just they're physically exhausted they physically don't feel well and I wish people understood that instead of just being like oh you're just using your mental health as an excuse not to do something because it's not the case instead of putting somebody down because they're trying to take care of themselves and their mental health maybe encourage them maybe be supportive of them here's what i want to say if you or someone you know is struggling with anxiety attacks panic attacks any type of mental health illness i empathize with you and i want to send you so much love because you got this and while it may seem scary now it will get better it does get easier but like I said, that getting easier means putting in the hard work and finding the tools that work for you, using the resources and the things around you. But like I said, this podcast, I hope, can become a resource for you and a tool for you to help yourselves get to the best mindset and get to the best place possible so that things can get easier for you. In order for this podcast to be the best resource possible, I want to challenge you and I want to encourage you to please let me know what you want to hear from the podcast. What do you? What's going to be helpful for you? Do you want me to make a whole podcast about progressive muscle relaxation? Do you want me to make some meditation episodes? Do you want me to make those types of things that can be usable for you? Something that you don't have to listen to have the podcast to get to the meditation. Something that can be tangible and usable. What do you want to hear? What do you want to hear from me? What stories do you want to hear from me? What challenges do you want to hear that I've gone through? Like, that's what I want to know. What I also want to know is, do you have any questions for me? Is there anything else that you want to know about? Whether it be questions about me, questions about mental health, questions about anxiety, panic attacks, anything and everything. There is nothing off limits. Now, I feel like this has been a pretty jam-packed episode full of a lot of stuff. So this leads me to this. Let me know your thoughts on the podcast today. Let me know what you thought. What did you get out of it? What are some things... I'm asking a lot of questions right now when I realize that, but I ask these questions because I really, really want to know what you're thinking. I want to know how I can make the podcast better. I want to know what's working, those type of things. And that's why I ask all these questions. And in closing, I am so grateful for you being on this journey with me. I want you to take care of yourself. Do the things, practice the things that we talked about today. Let me know if they worked for you. Let me know what other coping skills you use because I'm really interested in knowing. And that is all I have for today. Please be gentle with yourself. Take care of yourself. And I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. And always and remember forever and ever, it is gets easier. Bye guys. 
Thank you so freaking much for listening. If you connected with any part of the episode today, I would love it if you shared it on your Instagram story. Also, make sure to tag me in it so I can thank you for sharing and showing the podcast some love. I am so incredibly grateful for you allowing me to be a part of your daily routine. So until next time, remember, it gets easier.